This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up, everybody? BYU Sports Nation is live. We are your day-to-day play-by-play here in Studio B. And for those watching on BYU-TV, also from the beach, this is BYU Sports Nation yeah, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Wednesday, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve. Thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard, and I'm teamed up with a guy who all he wants is a follow back on Twitter from John Beck. He is Jerem Jordan. Now, that's like the only thing that I have that Zach Wilson doesn't, right? He's about to have like 40 million bucks. I only have 30 million. But uh, last night, uh, John Beck said some flattering things about the BYU football team and program and Zach, right? And then Zach just quoted it and said, so can I get a follow back yet? Or And then John realized he didn't actually follow Zach Wilson on Twitter. So he does now. And uh, today's location, obviously, pristine here in Juneau Beach in Jupiter, Florida. We thought we'd mix it up. Uh, we're headed to the airport right after this, so we're all packed up, ready to go. But uh, you know what? I'm, I might... I might put my feet in at least uh, near the end. I don't know if I have time to change out of uh, wet clothes, but uh, here on the beach is uh, pretty awesome. We can't guarantee what's going to go behind me uh, today, but uh, (laughs) excited to be at the beach, Jason. Yeah, this is quite the flex by you doing the show at the beach with that scenery behind you. I'm still hoping that before the show ends, we're going to have a segment where uh, Travis Camera, who is behind the camera right now, buries you in the sand and we do a segment like that. We'll see if we can do that as the uh, clouds and the sun come overhead. It, yeah, it's very windy, but a uh, beautiful day here. And, and it's a beautiful day for BYU uh, Sports Nation and Cougar Nation. What a performance last night. This is going to be a fun one, man. Yeah, it abs- I have not been this excited for a show in a really long time. And let's get things going with your show lineup. We are going to geek out on everything that we loved about last night's win in Boca. Jerem, after the game last night, talked with Kalani Satake, Zach Wilson, and Isaiah Kafusi, or Kafasier, depending on however you'd like to say it. Uh, you'll hear all of those <laughs> interviews as well. And then, is Zach Wilson the best bowl game quarterback in BYU history? We'll talk about that as well. But first, let's bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU routes UCF 49-23 in the Boca Raton Bowl, finishing the season 11-1. What a year, guys. The Cougars' first 11-win season since 09. Zach Wilson threw for a career-high 425, had five touchdowns, three passing, two rushing. They tried to get him a receiving touchdown as well. We'll talk about it later. Tyler Algier, a career-high 173, got over 1,000. 16th such season in BYU history. Freshman tight end Isaac Rex, two touchdowns, got up to 12 for the year. Incredible. That's tied for fifth most of any position in single-season Cougar history as well. Much more, of course, coming on this game and season in what's trending. It's unbelievable what Isaac Rex has done. And if you think about what we were all so concerned about when Matt Bushman, we found out he was not going to play, his touchdown total for his career is nine. And this is, this is no slight of Matt Bushman. We know how dominating he is. The fact that Isaac Rex had 12 touchdowns in one season is unbelievable as a freshman. The future is very bright for Isaac Rex. All right, one player and one coach were named finalists for postseason college football awards. Dax Milne was named a Bullsworth Trophy finalist for the most outstanding player who started their career as a walk-on. Congratulations 
the Dax. And offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes was named one of the five finalists for the Broyles Award, which is given to college football's top assistant coach. Good luck to both of them. It's a ball night as men's basketball plays Weaver State tonight at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City. The 8-2 Cougars on a roll after wins against Utah, number 18, San Diego State. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio starts at 6 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to tip-off starts at 6.30 Eastern, a little earlier than normal. Finally, it's another busy weekend and actually busy week for Cougars in the NFL. It will begin on Christmas Day with Taysom Hill and the Saints hosting the Minnesota Vikings. On Saturday, newly named Pro Bowler Fred Warner and the 49ers battle the Arizona Cardinals. And KBN and the Dolphins visit Sin City to face the Raiders. On Sunday, Sione Takitaki and the Browns travel to New York to face Harvey Longy and the 1-13 Jets. Daniel Sorensen and the champion Kansas City Chiefs host the Falcons at Arrowhead and Jay Swag Daddy and the Packers welcoming the Titans to Green Bay. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. In terms of ending the season on a high note, I'm not sure BYU could have played any better than they did last night. There were so many things to be excited about in such a dominating performance by the BYU football program. Jerem, what was most impressive about last night's win over UCF? It was the domination. I did not expect BYU to just completely destroy UCF, but it was so satisfying. It was such a boring but amazing second half. I did not expect that. I thought this would be a shootout. I was particularly struck by the BYU defense in that performance because until five seconds left in the third quarter, UCF, who's putting up 44 a game, top 10 offense, top 10 quarterback, 10 points. Are you kidding me? BYU dominated, and it was so fun. Of course, putting up a bull record 655 yards of total offense was incredible. Zach Wilson, swan song, we think, right? Likely incredible. Five touchdowns through for a career-high 425, as mentioned. Tyler Algier was amazing. 173, gets over 1,000. Dax Milne, Neil Paul, Gunnar Romney, Isaac Rex, all the guys. I mean, this was a an amazing performance. And Isaiah Kafusi, you'll hear from him. Isaiah Kafusi had a pretty serious injury um, uh, to his hip flexor. Um, I found out he couldn't walk the day after San Diego State. He actually had a tear um, of significance and still played in this game, gutted it through. Just what a heroic performance from him. Second on the team with seven tackles. Remember, Cincinnati scored, uh, you know, 36 on this uh, UCF team and allowed 33. So you always send a message and really just put some amazing finality to the season with the win last night. It was so satisfying in every way. Yeah, in terms of what was most impressive to me, can, can I say all of it? Because that's how I feel after that. I am here for everything that we saw last night. Zach Wilson was absolutely remarkable. And from the get-go, he was locked in. I mean, from the first snap... He was locked in, and this offense was humming. For him to do what he did last night, 425 yards, three touchdowns, not to mention, you know, five carries for 12 yards, even had a reception. The the guy improved his draft stock so much last night. What an unbelievable way for him to go out as a BYU Cougar. You also mentioned Tyler Algier, 19 carries for 173 yards. Let's, let's also not discount the three receptions for 60 yards. He was as dominant as we have seen all season long. 
And, and I have to tell you, maybe the most impressive thing, and, and it's so easy to stay on the offensive side of the football because they were so dominant. I cannot say enough positive things about what we saw from this BYU defense last night. That was my biggest concern going into this game after the last couple of weeks. Teams have been able to run on BYU's defense, and I knew that that's what UCF wanted to do. They wanted to establish the run, and and UCF was still able to run the ball to a certain extent, but BYU's defense came up so big the entire game, and it started with, I mean, look, they could, they should have had two interceptions, and, and neither one they were able to bring in, but it didn't matter. They were swarming. It was an unbelievable defensive performance, and I don't even care with the 13 points that were scored in the second half. They were irrelevant. And quite frankly, with the way the game ended, the 10 points in the first half were irrelevant. I, I could not have been more pleased with what I saw out of the defense, Jerem. Yeah, it was so awesome. And, and that was my Y-Factor pick on the show. Of course, it wasn't going to win, but uh, what they did was incredible. And the defense has gone under the radar. They really have. I, I mentioned, uh, you know, yesterday and, and Monday, hey, third and scoring defense for the BYU defense. We're not talking about that. And they showed up. There were two NFL scouts uh, from the Niners, by the way, that were uh, to my right for much of the game. I've been told by one former uh, BYU player that the Niners really like Zach Wilson, and as a NFC West uh, guy with the Seahawks, I hate that idea. But uh, I think that Kyle Shanahan could really develop Zach Wilson. So we'll see where he ends up going in the draft, should he declare. Um, and, and coming up, uh, was that his last game as a Cougar, right? Uh, I asked him that question after the game. But what a performance. And it was about 60-40 BYU fans, UCF fans, by the way. And uh, Cougar Nation was loud and proud and stayed after for like an hour and a half to talk to the guys. And a lot of conversation about, well, could BYU play in a second bowl game? They did not bubble in the same way. This was kind of the last hurrah and uh, a lot of interaction with people after. Um, So I'm I'm thinking that was the last game for BYU this season. And what a way to go out. If there was any question about motivation for BYU, that was answered within the first minute or two of of this game. BYU came in motivated to not just win that game, but dominate that game. And if you look at it, BYU, obviously not literally, punched UCF in the mouth, and they never recovered from that, both on offense or defense. They just never recovered the entire night. Yeah, and uh, in 2014, there were, you know, hits in the mouth, literally, but luckily nothing happened after this one. Okay, topic two. Did the way BYU won the bowl game change the way you look at the season? See, this is interesting because, surprisingly, yes, it did. After the Coastal Carolina loss, I was so hung up on the what could have been and the what if. But after that dominating performance, those thoughts, surprisingly, have diminished considerably. Not that I I wouldn't have wanted the New Year's Six, and certainly... That was the goal as the season progressed. BYU obviously wanted that, and it didn't happen. But to see this team dominate the way they did in that final game, it ends the season on such a high note that you can't help but feel great about the way this season ended. Surprisingly, it really did make a major difference on how how I look at this season. 
Maybe it was the weather for me and just being warmer. But uh, after the game, I just had a complete sense of satisfaction and gratitude for this season. The fact that BYU played 12 games and then won 11, ended on such a gratifying note over a quality opponent in UCF, obviously a top 10 offense. And this is a program that everyone regards as quality, right, nationally. Um, what, what a win. What a season. What a year from Zach Wilson. Uh, all the storylines. Just, I, I think this is a beloved BYU football team because winning matters. It just does. And the fact that BYU went 11 and one in a pandemic, I think I've talked about this before. The Cougars are built for chaos. Um, you talk about you know uh, church members having a food storage. Well, BYU has a sports food storage, if you will. Like, okay, if 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 crap hits the fan, you know what we're going to do? We're going to plow through this. We're going to go west like the Pioneers, if you will. We're going to be the only team that plays. We're, we're going to win. We're going to do what we can, make the best of the situation, have a good attitude. Tom Homo, Kalani Stake, Zach Wilson, the whole gang. I mean, this is this is an all-time team. Somewhere in the top ten. It's not top three, but it's up there, right? And, and just... I, I wasn't as sort of looking at Coastal as much as you were, but, yeah, I, I get it where you could have said, gosh, one yard away, right? But today we're not saying one yard away from undefeated New Year's Six. We realized with the bowl, the playoff committee, BYU probably wouldn't have been in any way. So just make the best of the situation. Come down here, get a win, exercise the demons against uh, Boise State and Florida uh, as a state in game. So just so much satisfaction with what BYU did last night. And as a whole for the season. Well, and the other part about this that I think is really satisfying is after the Coastal Carolina loss, obviously a a lot of the national attention went away. And so then you had people maybe starting to doubt how good the BYU team was. And then you had the San Diego State game, and BYU wasn't putting up the same numbers uh, as they did. This was a game, in my opinion, that kind of erased those thoughts that that BYU was trending the other way, and it basically just said, yeah, the Coastal Carolina was one bad game that really came down to one yard, and it could have been different. This solidified that what we saw the entire season was what this team was because they came out and they dominated. And, and it's interesting because I started to see just a little bit, and we've seen this throughout the season, there will be people that say, okay, well, wait till they play this team, then they'll be tested. And then when BYU plays them, They'll try and dismiss it. Well, it was some of that going into UCF. Well, wait till BYU faces this type of high-octane offense. Well, BYU just demolished it and dominated this UCF team. And I started to see some people try and diminish it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't have this both ways. You can't say, well, wait till they play that team. And then when BYU destroys them, not give them the credit. Cougars deserve all the credit in the world for what they've done this year. And I would argue that the Coastal Carolina game wasn't a bad game. The majority of the national media said that was a great game. Just because it's low scoring and BYU only scored 17 doesn't mean it's not a great game. Yes, it came down to the last yard, but 11-1, and BYU's ranked 13th in the eight people. BYU's got a chance to finish top 10. That'd be the just the fourth time in BYU football history. I mean, that's incredible. And uh, just, again, full of gratitude for the fact that BYU played. Because guess what? The Pac-12 and Big Ten did not play as many games. And they were not as relevant, right, outside of Ohio State. So this this was fun. Fun is the word yep. uh, for 2020 for me. Just so many touchdowns, so many memories. Absolutely. Christmas came a little early for Cougar fans. Time to get to our question of the day. 
That question is, what was the most impressive thing about BYU's 49-23 win over UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl? Let's hear from you. Let's get to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Twitter, at Shay Lauren C says, uh, the most impressive thing to him, holding UCF offense in check. I kept waiting for the explosion, but BYU's defense was stout, just like it's been all year. I, I agree. I was so impressed with the defense last night. And the 23 points, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter to me. The, the points are irrelevant. BYU dominated that game on, on both sides of the ball. Also on Twitter, this one coming in from Doug Heath, uh, says, you mean I have to choose between stopping a high-powered offense, having a 39-point lead, and Zach Wilson's monster game? I have to go with Katoa's catch. My jaw is still on the floor after that. Look, I've even made that. What, what is it? Uh, you have your Twitter profile pick, and then you have, what, the Twitter banner? That is my new Twitter banner, by the way, is Lopini Katoa yeah. full extension. What a catch, man. That was unbelievable. The whole crowd was like, whoa! You know, like, it was, it was gnarly. So, what, yeah, what a, what a great play. And uh, Spencer had someone tweet at him, and I had someone behind me say, hey, that should be in the top 100. So uh, I said, hey, in 2025, we'll revisit that when we redo it. Okay, coming up, is Zach Wilson the best BYU Bowl gamer of all time? But next, Kalani Satake and what makes Isaiah Kafusi's performance last night even more impressive. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The men's basketball team takes on Weber State tonight in Salt Lake. Join us for full coverage beginning with countdown to tip off on BYU TV, 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. We are live in Studio B. Well, at least I'm live in Studio B with your day-to-day, B- day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Jason Shepard alongside Jerem Jordan, uh, who's just hanging out right next to the Atlantic Ocean, right? We're all so happy for you, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, I'll be back home tonight, so don't worry. But uh, what a performance like we've talked about last night. After the game, I did uh, several interviews, which in case you missed it, we're going to roll out a couple of those here on the show today, including Kalani Sataki, who's now won three of his four bowl games. And what a performance for Kalani after, uh, you know, 9-4, and 4-9, 7-6, 7-6. The most validating season that he could have, especially given this year. Here's my conversation after the game with the head coach, Kalani Sataki. Kalani, to finish the season like that against that team, what did it take in terms of preparation to have that kind of performance? Hey, just I'm really proud of the players and really proud of our coaches. They worked really hard and, and uh, had a great game plan, and, uh, you know, the proof is what happened in the, in the game. So we felt like we have a, a great system in place with, with how we play our football with three you know, three phases and, and with uh, defense, offense, and special teams. and. Just, I, I'm so proud of those guys and, and glad that we got the W. So much to digest in this one. Over 600 yards, 49 points. Uh, Zach Wilson and Isaac Rex and Dax Mill and Tyler Alger. What was the key to effective offense, especially early jumping out 21 nothing? Well, I mean, just let, let our guys go. And, and, and like I said, I, I think we were aggressive, you know, and our defense was was uh, played smart the entire time. We, we, we felt like, uh, you know, Defensively, we played like almost 50 snaps in the first half and got a little winded, had to play some reserve guys and more in the second half, and they, they stepped up. I mean, 
you know, obviously we'd like to keep them to less, less points than what we gave up, but that's okay. I think that's underneath their average, so we'll take that. Hardly anyone could contain them to that degree. So defensively, what were some of the keys to slowing them down in that way? Well, I think you just got to get, get some stops and then get our offense and get a lead. And that's, we knew that if we had something like that and they had to play from behind, we'd be okay, but also not being afraid of their offense and their tempo. You know, we, we feel like if, if they want to go fast, after the last two weeks where teams don't want to go fast, they want to possess the ball, it was, a, it was like a breath of fresh air for us. So uh, we, if they want to keep playing score, you know, the, who can score the most points, and we'll, we'll play that game too. And I feel really comfortable with our defense and being able to get stops and our special teams being able to be a, a difference maker in the, in the whole thing. There's so much we could say about Zach Wilson's year. He, he broke Steve Young's single season and then Steve Sarkeesian's career record in completion percentage tonight, among many things. How would you characterize the special season he had this year? Hard work. Hard work, dedication, and just having people believe in him. You know, Coach Roderick, Aaron Roderick doesn't get enough credit for the things that he does in that quarterback room. And, uh, you know, I think um, a, lot, a lot of things have, have been said about the way Zach works, which is, which is great, but I also want to give credit to A-Rod and the things that he's done as a, as a, as a coach and a position coach and, and the things that he's added to our, our, our offensive staff. There was a point as Zach Wilson comes over and wants to take off your hat. You yeah. got the Ken Griffey Jr. look. I don't know if that's my best look, but I'll do it if Zach wants. <laughs> Looks good, says Zach. I look, hide my gray hair, so that's all There right. was a time where the schedule was down to two games, but here you are. You played 12. You won 11. What does that mean to you to have played that many and to have an 11-1 and record? Just proud of the guys. And then first of all, just thankful that we're able to play this game. There's a lot of people that worked hard to get the schedule for us and, and get these games. And I want to give a lot of credit to Tom Homo as our athletic director, our administration, our president, Kevin Worthen, our vice president, Keith Warking. They've been amazing. That whole staff been amazing getting, getting games for us. And, and then being here in the, in the, you know, the roofclaim.com bowl with, in Boca Raton has been awesome. The, the, the hospi hospitality has been awesome. We, we love being here. And it's just an honor for us to keep playing football. But so much gratitude and appreciation for people that allowed us to play these games. And, and uh, I, I speak for our guys. They're so excited to play football and glad that we got you know, the 12 games in. And there have been some games where you didn't get to play in front of any fans, but uh, Cougar Nation's here tonight. Hey, we know that if there's, if there's going to be a certain amount of fans that can be there, we know that Cougar Nation is going to show up, you know, and feels good to win in Florida if they said we haven't done it before. That's right. So First win in Florida, yeah. bro. Yeah, so hopefully we can come back to Florida more often and get some more wins. But this was an awesome time. We had an awesome time here. I mean, we, we like playing in the cold weather back in Provo, but this is another deal. I, I, I can understand why people like living down in, in Florida. <laughs> Congratulations on the season. It was a really special one, Clint. Had a lot of fun. Thank you. Go Cougs. Love you guys. Thank you, guys. Kalani Sitake after the game last night. And just so much satisfaction. And by the way, there were like 100 people to my right when I had that conversation. And before, they, uh, before the interview started, I said, okay, listen, this is awesome. We're all excited. He's got to be able to hear me. So just, just settle down for a minute, and then you can make some noise at the end. They were so good. Like these 100 fans were like, okay, okay. And, uh, you know, guys are handing out headbands and, and towels and, and uh, gloves and whatnot. So it was a cool experience for those that were able to go to this game too. It's also because you command a lot of respect, Jerem. When you speak, people listen. And I, I think that's really I, what it boils down I to. I wish. Yes. Look, here, I, I want to. Yeah, I, I need my Sunday school class to listen <laughs> at the same rate, by the way. 
We'll work on that. I, I want to echo something. One of the questions I thought was, was perfect, and, and now when you can look back on the season, what a remarkable accomplishment to get 12 games in. And to win 11 of them is great, but just looking at the number of games BYU was able to get in this season when it looked like you may not have any is, is absolutely remarkable. And probably when we look back on this year, won't get enough discussion about just how big of a feat that was just it's an it's it's impressive with everything going on BYU played 12 games this year it's just remarkable BYU could have said hey no way we can't play like everyone else did but I appreciate the um, real stance of saying okay how can we make this work um, and let's be aggressive in this. BYU is typically conservative in its approach, but they were aggressive in this one. And BYU really stood out. And it, it plays into what BYU wants to be, which is a beacon, a light, be different. And BYU was that. And BYU impressed this year and perhaps might finish, you know, for sure top 12, uh, but uh, maybe top 10. So that was, that was pretty impressive. Okay, another conversation I had after the game with linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. He came in hurt. I'll specify a little more after the interview. But he, he wasn't 100%, yet he had an amazing game. Obviously very emotional after that Coastal Carolina game. But seven tackles in this one, and his final game was a Cougar as well. Here's my conversation with linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. To win in this fashion, what did it take in terms of preparation and then execution? Man, just a lot of hard work, a lot of preparation. Uh, shout out to... Shout out to our coaches. I mean, the game plan was, I mean, it was the best game plan I think I've seen in my years here at BYU. And so, uh, huge, just huge credit to the coaches, the staff. They just really got us prepared. Really felt really good, uh, you know, executing the, the plays that we had. And so, huge credit to our coaches. 23 points allowed against that team that averaged 44. What did it take to hold them down like that? Yeah, again, it was just the game plan that we had. Um, did a lot of scouting, watched a ton of film with the team. Um, we're really prepared for it, and, and again, couldn't couldn't thank the coaches enough for for the game plan that they've you know prepared uh, for kind of them just pushing us to be the best that we can be, getting us out to practice. Um, and, and man, I just I mean that was again one of the best game plans I've been a part of. You came in banged up. How'd you play through this one? Yeah, um, you know, just took it day by day, uh, made decisions. Um, you know, throughout the week and, and, you know, spent three or four hours in the training room getting myself healed up and um, th thankful for the staff, you know, the, the training room staff and for just uh, working with me, getting me you know, healed up and uh, felt, felt good, made the decision that I was going to play tonight and, um, Coach, I, and, and I held up. So a little sore, but we're all right. And 11 and one. What does that mean to you? Man, it's special. Uh, when, when I first came in, uh, you know, the coaches kind of deemed us the legacy group. You know, we did things um, that were hard. We were we were pushed physically, mentally, and uh, they they for you know the last five years they've called us the legacy group. And so, um, just this this is the fruits of our labor, and and uh, just really proud of the team. This is a special team. What we've done here is special, and I want Cougar Nation to know that this is a special special team, and uh, really just proud of the guys. Congratulations, Isaiah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Think about what happened when Isaiah Kafus showed up as a freshman. He goes four and nine, and he's thinking, "This isn't 
this isn't what I what I thought it would be. And you'll hear from Zach Wilson about him joining after that 4-9 season and why he did that, right? But what a performance from Isaiah, who was banged up. And he, he had a tear in his hip flexor after the San Diego State game. And for him to play in this game was unbelievable. Through that pain, couldn't really walk the day after. And then he gutted it out. So a gutsy performance from Isaiah Kafusi, who's one of the best leaders BYU's had in a, in a while. He reminds me of Cameron Jensen. Just gets it done, right? And uh, a guy that you'd want your your uh, daughter to marry type guy, right? Yeah, this is a guy, and I agree with you 100%, with as valuable as he is on the field, and he's a phenomenal football player, he is just as valuable in the locker room and as a team leader. There's a reason why everybody loves him. I mean, in terms of his maturity and, and what he brings in that area, you know, I, I don't know what ultimately his decision will be in terms of you know, with this year being a year that doesn't count towards eligibility and coming back and all those things. Uh, but, you know, him not being here next year, that, that's, that is as much of a loss from a leadership perspective as it would be on the field. And, look, and by the way, so for those that were, are listening to this on BYU Radio or maybe in a podcast later, what you, what you couldn't see was while Isaiah was doing this interview, everybody was coming up behind him and, you know, like smiling to the camera and waving. Were you, like, in front of the Showtime cam that we see on Sunday Night Football or something? <laughs> I wish, right? No, there were a bunch of fans. Uh, yeah, the, it was funny. Yeah, they, they would come up. Troy Warner, which you, you can, uh, you know, catch that on YouTube. Like, the whole secondary came up behind him and was doing that uh, that NFL camera type stuff. So that was funny. Okay, coming up, was that Zach Wilson's final game as a Cougar? I asked him. And did we see the most impressive catch of the season last night? Here's a tease. Yes, we did. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Men's basketball team takes on Weaver State tonight. Join us for full coverage on BYU Radio. Cougar pregame live at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. He's Jeremiah, I'm Jason, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Jeremy, you lead us off. Was last night's performance the best of the season defensively? Look, I think it was, and my previous best defensive performance, and I, you know, people may disagree with this one, I still think it was Navy. And I understand, you know, all the issues with Navy and the no tackling and all that stuff. That was as dominant of a performance against that type of offense from the get-go. So uh, before tonight, last night's game, it was Navy. After last night, this is the game. I, I could not have been more pleased with the defensive effort. It was. Fury's up 49-10 with five seconds to go in the third, and then UCF scores a touchdown. They score another one. They go for two. They don't get it. Yeah, BYU's third in scoring defense coming into that game. Top five defense. We're not talking about that. The scream from the rooftops. All right, Jerem, was the most impressive catch of the season made last night by a running back? Okay, Katoa's reception was incredible. I still think Neil Pau's catch against UTSA is unbelievable for a touchdown, the toe tap. So, I, listen, I, I see why you could go either way on this, but I, I have Pau by a hair. Okay, look, I love the catch by Neil Powell, but 
That catch by Lopini Katoa is the best of the season. There's full extension, and then there's being Superman and flying. He was flying and made that catch. And quite honestly, it was almost a, a, a slap to the face that they reviewed it. I joked on Twitter the only reason they reviewed it is because they wanted to get another look at it because it was so awesome. But there, there was nice. no doubt that was a catch. And, yes, that was the best of the season. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it was close. It was close. Uh, is Zach Wilson the best bowl quarterback in BYU history? All right, let me – before I answer, let me give you our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In three bowl games, one Zachary Wilson has thrown for 1,016 yards, seven touchdowns, and rushed for four touchdowns. So in a word, Jerem, yes, he is the best BYU bowl game quarterback in Cougar history. I think the answer is yes as well, but I want to bring up Jimmy Mack because he beat SMU, that incredible comeback, of course, went 400-plus in, in a bowl game in that one, I think, as well, or high 300s, and then beat Washington State the next year in a high-scoring affair as well. So I wouldn't dismiss what Jim McMahon did, too. And then you look at Max Hall. He was able to beat two Power 5 teams uh, as well in his bowl games uh, in UCLA and then uh, Oregon State, who was ranked. So uh, Wilson joins those two, by the way. McMahon and Hall is the only two BYU quarterbacks now three to win multiple bowl games. So impressive. All right, Jerem, more surprising season stat. Dax Milne being a 1,000-yard receiver or Isaac Rex with 12 touchdowns. I don't know how to differentiate between those two. Can I say both? Because both were off the radar. Dax Milne, we thought, would have a breakout season. Uh, Isaac Rex, when as soon as Matt Bushman got hurt, he thought, okay, he's going to have more of a role. But I didn't see either of those things happening, and that's pretty awesome. And by the way, don't be surprised if Dax Milne goes pro as well because the iron is as hot as it will probably get for him right now. Yeah, I'm with you. It could easily be both, and you're not going to be wrong with either answer. I I'm going to go with Isaac Rex. I've been on the, the Isaac Rex uh, train this entire season. Uh, he he's been unbelievable, and when we found out that Matt Bushman was not going to be here, it was it was a deflating thought, not only because of the production he lost, but also for Matt and knowing, you know, what was on the line for him. You felt horrible, but Isaac Rex has come in and as a freshman put up 12 touchdowns and honestly, you know, could have had 13 with another touchdown last night that was knocked out of his hands. He has been brilliant. So a slight edge I'm going to give to Isaac Rex. Yeah, and people were saying, oh, freshman All-American. I'm like, how about regular All-American? Like <laughs> yeah. third team or something, or fourth team. Yeah. I mean, he was incredible. Okay, last but not least, did this win exercise the Florida Demons of games past for BYU? Of course it did. Look, you're 0-8 going in. The only thing you can do is to try and, and snap the streak, and BYU did that. This is the, this is the streak-snapping season for BYU. You finally got the win on the blue turf against Boise, and now you win in the state of Florida. What, what, bring everything else on. What else has BYU not done that the Cougars can still do? Just go undefeated, I guess. But, uh, yeah, this was wild, right? Uh, it absolutely does. It was against a team. Nice. I don't know what's going on over here. But, uh, is that like, a Boobazela or is that what uh, they're called? It was against. It was, 
what is it, South Africa World Cup 2010? Uh, UCF is a team from Florida, so you get it against a team from Florida. Um, and BYU exercised the demons on the blue at Boise. So, yeah, this was the year for that. Absolutely. Okay, coming up, the bizarre prop pick results from the bowl game. What happened? And was the plan to get Zach Wilson the touchdown hat trick? This is BYU Sports Nation. Nobody even touched him on that TV right there. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. As if beating UCF wasn't enough, hey, go to the BYU TV app, and if you haven't already or you want again, watch BYU Football Top 100 plays. Spencer Linton and I recount the greatest plays in Cougar football history. Harvey Unga, after the game, told me, Jason, that a couple of kids yelled at him from over you know, the stands and said, Hey, are you that guy that was in the top 100 play show? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's known for. That's right. Yeah. Welcome back to BYU sports nation. Uh, I'm live from studio B Jerem Jordan. Don't worry. He's just on a sound stage in Florida and that's a green screen behind him. That's not real. Yeah, I'm where they did the uh, moon landing as well. No, just kidding. I think Cape Canaveral's up uh, this direction uh, a little ways. But anyway, um, last night, Zach Wilson, what a performance. A career high in passing yards, five touchdowns, probably his last game as a Cougar. In fact, uh, I talked to him after the game, and here's that conversation. And uh, later in the interview, I do ask him if that was his last game and what that process is going to be like. But uh, what a performance from the karate kid who wore the ninja headband all year. Zach Wilson. All right, Zach. What a performance. Uh, at what point in this game did you feel like, hey, this is working? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Early on, uh, uh, we did a lot of good things. Defense got some stops against an explosive offense that, that scores a lot of points. And um, I would say overall as a team, we did, we did what we needed to do. And, um, you know, what a great way to end the season. I felt like Aaron was trying to get you a receiving touchdown so you could pull Steve Young, 83 Missouri, receiving, rushing, passing. Right. Was that in the mix? I mean, there was I mean, I mean calls, that right? was the goal. I mean, we didn't, I didn't, I can't juke anybody on my catch, on my catch, but, uh, you know, close. Career high in passing yards. Uh, what was the key against this defense that yet, yes, had given up points in yards, but you still had to make it happen out there? Yeah, you know, the, the key was to match uh, their speed. Uh, they go fast. They take shots down the field, and uh, the message all night was, uh, you know, even if we get up by a couple scores, these guys are good on offense. They can come right back. And so uh, the message was just pedal down and, and just keep scoring as fast as we can. And, um, you know, we knew we were going to get a lot of plays in. And so that was, the, that was the key. Obviously, this team wanted a New Year's Six Bowl, yet you could see this team was motivated to finish strong. Walk me through kind of the motivation and preparation that went into finishing the season on a high note like this. Yeah, I, I really think that it's important to finish strong. I mean, especially if you look at our record, um, you know, unfortunate we have one loss, a game I, w I wish we could have back. Um, you know, but, but two losses is so much worse than one, right? I mean, you don't, I mean, a loss on your last game of the year hangs with you the whole entire offseason. And so that was, that was the motivation, especially for the seniors. You know, uh, the message was that we'll never have this exact same team together again. You know, it's, it's going to be different next year. Um, some of these guys are going to take off and uh, it's going to be sad. And so uh, the message was play for each other. You know, we love each other and uh, we were excited to be here and um, amazing weather and, and a great way to go into Christmas, right? You broke Steve Young's single season completion record, 73.5%. His was, was 70, nervous. 71.9%. Getting nervous. What does that mean to you, break a record like that? Yeah, I mean, it means the world. Hopefully it lasts a long time. Um, you know, but I think, I think, you know, every single stat that I have this year is, 
um, you know, it shows how, how amazing this team is, right? I mean, guys are wide open all over the place. I got all, all the time in the world back there. The defense has given us the ball back. And so um, I really think those stats just reflect how good of a season that we've had as a whole. Um, being one of the most explosive offenses in the country, um, that's, that's where those stats come from is the team. Team executing and getting it done. We got players all over the place. We chatted about when you went to BYU, it was after the 4-9 season, and you said, hey, it'd be cool to help turn around a program like that. Yeah. Here you are three years later, 11-1. and one. What does that mean? Yeah, it means the world, right? I mean, when I first came here, I thought it was you know, ridiculous to come to a 4-9 team. And, and I remember when I finally signed those papers and the, the new staff came in and some of the commits with me was like, hey, you know, how, how, how much more impressive is it to do something uh, from, the, from the ground up? And so uh, we started at zero, and, and no one had faith in BYU at the time, and we were able to, you know, have a great season uh, now. And so really I'm, I'm thankful for my experience at BYU so far. It's been amazing. Many people will ask you this. I'll just be the first. <laughs> Was this your last game at BYU? I don't know yet. I mean, I'm going to talk with my family this Christmas, uh, lay out the pros and cons, and figure out, you know, what's best for my future. Um, I love my, love my time here so far at BYU, and, um, you know, I'm going to cherish every moment, and uh, we could figure it out next year as well, so we'll see. Well, thanks, Zach. It was a fun year, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Zach Wilson after the game last night. And, uh, you know, you got to think that that was his last game. And if he, do if he does come back, I'd be shocked. Uh, but if he doesn't want to play for the Jets, he can certainly play for the Cougs next year. Yeah, the word would certainly be shocked if he does come <laughs> back. We, we all expect him to go to the National Football League. And I, I was following Twitter last night, and, you know, you had people uh, within the, the sports community and, uh, you know, making their predictions on where he may go and where he now ranks in terms of the quarterbacks that will be drafted in the upcoming NFL draft. Look, I, I can't think of a better showcase for your final game to the NFL. Now, obviously, you're still going to have your individual workouts and pro days and things like that. But in terms of a game, to be able to put on film and say, here's what I bring to your team, I can't imagine a better one for Zach Wilson. And he had so many amazing throws. The touchdown throw to Neil Powell was unbelievable, dude. It was on a line right in his pocket. There was one where he kind of looked off the safety and then made that quick turn and strike into Isaac Rex across the middle of the field. I mean... We saw an unbelievable season from Zach Wilson, and this is what it was like to watch BYU in the 80s, have an elite quarterback, an All-American guy, a first-round talent um, play, and BYU win a bunch of games. I mean, this was, this was like transport your back, yourself back to 79, 80, 81, 83, 84, 85 Frankly, 90 with Ty to a degree as well. 96 with Sark, Max Hall. This was one of the all-time great quarterback seasons, and Zach Wilson was unbelievable. And it was really, really fun to watch every week. It certainly was fun. And this is obviously reflected in the stats that he put up this year. But what makes it even more remarkable is the fact that he did it for the entire season. There wasn't this big lull, and then he picked it back up and, and regained steam. This was the quarterback play from game one to game 12, and that doesn't always happen. 
Yeah, and I think he'll finish top 10 in the Heisman. I, I think there will be some people who give him some third-place votes um, around the country. And so that'll be BYU's first top 10 guy since Ty Detmer in 91, um, which is pretty significant. You think about the good quarterbacks BYU's had since. You haven't had a top uh, 10 guy. And uh, I, I wish that... You know, BYU was obviously undefeated in the New Year's Six, and he was a Heisman finalist and perhaps a quarterback uh, award winner. If Zach Wilson is in the 80s or 90s, he's a Heisman finalist with this season. He's also a Davey O'Brien award winner probably. But this was a strong quarterback class. You look at uh, Kyle uh, Trask at Florida and Justin Fields at Ohio State, of course, and Mac Jones in Alabama, Trevor Lawrence uh, with Clemson. I probably did that in reverse order, right? But just a really strong class, yet – I said this last week, the most validating thing for Zach Wilson will be where he's taken in the NFL draft. Which quarterback is he? Trevor Lawrence will be number one to the Jags, it looks like. So it's like, are the Jets at two going to take a quarterback? And is it Justin Fields or is it Zach Wilson? If it's Zach and he's one of the first four picks in the NFL draft, he'll be the highest drafted Cougar ever. Ever. I mean, that is, that is very significant for what he did. And he had, what, three picks this year? Two are probably not his fault, so he just threw one true interception. I mean, we saw an amazing season from Zach Wilson. You mentioned the word significant uh, a second ago. You know what is also significant? And honestly, it just dawned on me, the, the 2020 football season is over, which means the 2021 season on the horizon, you know what that means, hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 253. Hey, we did it. Woo! Dude, there's like a two-second delay. And, and we hit two, it. There is. I guessed at it. <laughs> Execution. I've been watching a lot of Zach. Kind of summoned that kind of performance. So, uh, Arizona in Allegiant Stadium. Hopefully we have no masks and we have fans and no social distancing and everyone's good and we can party uh, against Arizona in 2021. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, coming up, today's Rise and Shoutouts. And prop picks were much closer than the actual game. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Listen, we move closer to the water. I undid, undid the top button, just really embracing the moment here. And uh, it's just, it's just, oh, it just feels amazing here, guys. Look, Winning the beach, it's just great. Look, being on the beach really has relaxed you. If you're uh, if you're undoing the top button, that's a major, major deal yeah. for you. Yeah, that's a sign. It really is. I didn't need to spin the wheel of consequences <laughs> time to do it. <laughs> By the way, before this show ends, are you going to be in the water? Is that going to happen? Yeah, I'm not going full bore, uh, you know, in, in there. But, uh, yeah, look, let's just do it right now. Let's just. All right, hey, here we go. All for, right, first Jeremy's time getting for everything. in the ocean. We're doing it. We're I'm I'm in the Atlantic Ocean doing the show, so I got my extremely white legs in here, and uh, unfortunately won't get them tan enough before we come home. But yeah, this is kind of awesome. So yeah, let let's party. This is fun. This yeah. is fun. This feels like a news station thing. This I'll is good. I'll say it again. We're good. all so happy for you. Uh, let's get to our bowl prop pick recap. 
as well as uh, our Weber State picks. It is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. All right, recapping from yesterday. First question, will BYU have more sacks and interceptions combined or made field goals? In a shocking push, not that the defense didn't almost get a couple of INTs, no points awarded because there were no sacks, no field goals, and no INTs. So no points. Yeah, there were going to be some INTs. Micah Harper, Zane Anderson actually picked off a pass, but there was a pass interference, I think, on Micah Harper. And then uh, Drew Jensen went, let one get through his hands. Okay, number two. Who will lead BYU in tackles? Uh, Jason, you said uh, Peyton Wilgar. I said Isaiah Kafusi. It was Keenan Peely. So I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number three. Who will lead BYU in most points scored? I'm going to take a victory here. Uh, I'm going to get a half a point awarded to me for Isaac Rex who had 12 points off of two TDs. I didn't know you could do half points. It's like a sack, apparently. If you get an assist, you get half half of a sack. Yeah, I didn't know either. Tyler Algier, two touchdowns, so I get a half point, too. What? Okay. Yeah, no. All right. So after three games this week, uh, let's see. Jerem, you still lead uh, for the, with the, into the final game of the week, uh, five to yeah. one and a half. I've so won. Exciting. It's over. All right. It's over. I won. All right, let's get to the prop picks for Weber State. Okay, uh... Okay, uh, who will have the highest field goal percentage with a minimum of four attempts at Vivint tonight? I say Colby Lee. I, I'm going with uh, Big Rich Harward. And my picks, by the way, again, are for Spencer. All right, Cole, uh, Caleb Lohner, more points or rebounds? I am going to go with rebounds. I'll go with points. Okay. And last but not least, you only win by 0-8, to 9-16, to 16, or 17-plus. I say 9-16. to 16. Okay, that's what I wanted to go with, but just because I'm going to say the dreaded 17-plus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to mix it up a bit. All right, our question of the day. What was the most impressive thing about BYU's 49-23 win over UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl? Let's get to our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Comes on Instagram from Brian Dangerfield. Brian says, after the game, all the team members jogged around the edge of the field and thanked all of the BYU fans that supported them. Very genuine and outstanding representatives of BYU. On the radio interviews, the players were humble and talked about how much they loved their teammates. And you got to see that, you know, in a season where you didn't have a whole lot of fans, it was great that there were fans in (laughs) attendance as Jerem almost gets swept away in the ocean. Yeah. Okay, today's Rise of Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Uh, the beach, the weather, uh, Brittany Linton for allowing this to happen for me. Uh, just what a season, and our tripod's getting wet now. <laughs> All right, uh, my Rise of Shoutouts is going to go to the BYU defense. I, and just, I could not say more about how well they played, so the BYU defense gets mine. Thanks to today's guests, Kalani Satake, Isaiah Kafusi, and Zach Wilson for Jerem. I'm Jason. Shout out to Zach Wilson. We will see you tonight for BYU basketball against Weaver State 7 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Go Cougs!